Everybody, Marky Devereaux, Verbal Assault Livestream, a show with real people talking about real issues in real time. We're definitely hitting from left, right, and center. We're hitting so hard, I got hit on the right side of my eye from the, from our right uh, panelists. That is just a joke. No one's hit me yet, but I'm sure plenty of times they want to. You know, we are. I'm here on this Tuesday. We're going to be discussing men hanging in trees and the lynching trend and other national trends. Let me quickly just go through and um, explain who we have on the panel today. We have Miss Cherokee Black, who's an author and an editor. We have Mr. Kirk Adair, who is a documentarian and a historian as well as a professor. We have Mr. Brian Parker, who has went to the University of North Carolina. He is an actor and an activist. We have Mr. Samuel Kachira, who is my co-host. He is an international entrepreneur, and he's coming up with an idea for a great application that'll give us a break from Facebook. Uh, we have Mr. Mor Nick Morganelli. Nick Morganelli is a reporter for the uh, Massachusetts Archdiocese. Um, Western Massachusetts, I should say. He is also a meteorologist. And, you know, I'm not sure if Nick uh, predicted rain today, but it's 84 degrees in New York City. We also have Miss Nyurka Encarnacion. I had to tease her about the Angela Davis look today. But, um, you know, I say power to Nyurka, okay? Okay, now now's we wear the black leather fist and you raise it in the air. Um, and then I have Mr. Uh, Rob Arnold. Rob Arnold uh, has been a contributing producer and a personality here for quite some time. He is now hosting a show on the national airwaves called Political Firestorm. Rob identifies as a Republican. He is someone who has, um, doesn't have that traditional uh, Caucasian male upbringing. He has grown up in the rough and tumble uh, areas of New York. And he has lived to tell us some stories. And if you're part of our after show, you guys, you'll get to hear some more of those stories. Now that we're moving on, um, we're going to discuss here uh, some situations that we got going on. I was having a conversation with Nick Morganelli, who is coming to us from Massachusetts. And I said, men hanging in trees. And he said, men hanging in trees. He said, lynching. He said, is that still happening? Folks, in 2020, we have found someone in a park that is not far from our contributor today, Nyurka Encarnacion. Fort Tryon Park is in Inwood, Manhattan of New York City, the northern part of the island of Manhattan where New York City is. Um, we've also had people that have found, um, I believe, in Georgia. Um, my understanding is that people have been found hanging in California, and I'm also being told Miami. Um, Cherokee, I know you're up on these things. Is there something that I have missed with this? Well, um, when, when the bodies are found hanging in the trees, it's always said that it's a suicide. Right. And black men don't hang themselves. <laughs> it's lynching. And okay, so um, I, don't, I don't know where the suicide thing came from. I know back in the day they just did it. You know, back in the day, they used to have picnics. And the picnics, there was a term that 
picnic is a word that's derived from the saying, pick a nigga. And they would go on picnics and set up pretty blankets with their families, the kids playing and everything. And if a black person happened to walk by, that was the person that they would pick to hang. Um, um, Billy Holiday um, was on, a, on, on, a, on a, a tour of the country with a white band back in the day. And she went, she strayed away from the bus to go for a walk. And she, and she stumbled on a tree with a man hanging from it. And that's where the song Strange Fruit comes from. Strange Fruit hanging from a tree. So apparently the trend has picked up. Okay, so we say trend as if I have changed my shirt and changed my sunglasses. I know. <laughs> might be a poor choice of words, but- um, Rob Arnold. It's something, that, it's something that's been going on for centuries. I mean, it's not- For centuries. Thing. Rob yeah. Arnold, you have yeah. teased me. I'm always talking about the black thing. You've grown up and you've got black friends. When I say the word lynching, what goes through your mind? What goes through my mind is it's twofold. One, black men hanging from trees with smiley face white people. The second thing that goes through my mind is if it was reversed and it was white men hanging from the tree with smiley face black people, how would your average white person feel today? If it was reversed, if, if, if blacks and slaves whites and whites came over in the battles of slave ships, and your great grandmother was beaten to within an inch of her life for being caught with a book, or your mother's uncle was hung from the nearest tree by smiley face black people. And this many years later, there's black people everywhere. Would you trust them? Would you shake their hand? Would you embrace them? Now, so it's a matter of understanding that kind of a, a perspective. If, if it was reversed, how would you feel? In the end, ultimately it comes down to the individual. So whatever individuals are hanging anybody, they should just go to prison or be put down in a death penalty. I'm against a death penalty, but in any case, whoever's hanging anybody needs to get their asses thrown in jail, locked up okay. for life. So anybody being hung from a tree is definitely uh, witnessing the death penalty. Yeah, you know, that's uh, uh, like a mob rule kind of thing. Samuel Cachero, why is this not a national concern? You're a person of color. Yeah. I think it is a national concern, but... Um, you think, but you're not sure. Well, I think it is, but, but the ones that will take notice of it more are going to be our people, black people. Um, I think it's not a big major news story because, first of all, for the, for the mainstream, for all the people out there, there's only a few. Now, when I say only a few, I don't mean to, you know, to, to, to say... It's not enough. What I mean to say is it's, it's not enough for the, the mainstream media to be picking it up and going, what's going on? What's going on? Why is this happening? Especially, They're isolated. Especially when some of them have been, which I doubt, I don't think so. Like Cherokee said, black people don't hang themselves. Black people don't commit suicide. It's not common. No, but, it's not. <laughs> but, but it's in the news as being suicide. Not right. all of them. Not all of them. You know, uh, recent, I think it was yesterday. Um, not yesterday, uh, uh, Saturday or Sunday, there was a lynching in New York where it was just a, a mannequin and it was a mannequin of a police officer. Wow. Yeah. I think Antifa, I wouldn't put it past Antifa to kill people hang, by hanging and then say, look at what the white guy did. 
Oh, no, they're absolutely right. I, I, I okay, so, so Cherokee, you are. believe that Antifa, the anti-fascist group, they're, they're fascist, not, they're not anti-fascist. They could be, it, they, it could be a diversion, something that they're doing to to blame white people or something. They're, they're, they're here to cause conflict and confusion and distract. Right, and they are the fascists. They are yeah. the fascists. All they're doing is taking page of Saul Linsky's rules for revolution. It's just, okay. it's all Saul Linsky stuff. They, they, uh, they, they, they say they're anti-fascists mm -hmm. to trick people to, into thinking that they're anti-fascists when they're in fact what they say they're anti. It's Saul Linsky all the way. I'm, I'm moving over to Kirk Adair because I know he's going to have a field day with this one. So um, <laughs> Antifa is possibly hanging black people. Kirk Adair? They could well be doing that. They are not anti-fascist. They're fascists. Look at their flag. It's a Nazi flag from before World War II. It's the same symbol. Brown uh, shirts. The, uh, um, there's some, there is an agenda going on here. There is a movement behind. I mean, black people don't hang themselves. Two black people hanging near a courthouse in Los Angeles and one in the Upper uh, West Side Park. That's not an accident. That is not a suicide, and it should be investigated completely and Both. thoroughly and immediately. It yes. should be at the top of the fucking priority of the New York City Police Department to find out who the fuck did it and then arrest them to be seen visibly being arrested and, and charged and, and uh, carried on. The reason the media didn't hype it more than they did is because the media headquarters are in New York and they don't want riots in Times Square, but it's, I, it's absolutely as bad as- I just saw a blurb, I didn't even, you know, it wasn't even off the news. It was a blurb in the, in the Daily News. A Speak blurb. a little bit louder, louder, Cherokee, we didn't hear you. I said, I didn't see it on mainstream media, the New York um, hanging. I saw a blurb, I sent it to you. I saw a blurb in the New York Times, a little blurb that you could miss. Tiny little blurb, you know, it's because they were very quiet about it. The thing right. is, the, the that police department in New York City and all the three-letter agencies should find out who the hell is doing it. And if the three-letter agencies are not interested in it, then maybe they have something going on behind it. Because when uh, Trump says he's trying to empty the swamp, there are a whole lot of three-letter agencies that have a whole lot of swamp critters that are still in there, that are yeah. still that are still have still have agendas that are a holdover from Bush Sr. and Bush Jr. and, and Obama and all would, the rest of them. Would you consider BLM, that's a three-letter agency, would you consider that they'd be a part of the swamp or that they have a hidden agenda? Absolutely. Or because There's I don't hear their name. Absolutely. I don't Black Lives Matter trying to, trying to get to the bottom of these lynchings. Where are Absolutely. they? Absolutely. The trouble is that, that, that he has his hands full. These guys have been in there for a long time. You know, yeah. and they have agendas. And they by the have, way, the cat, the cat is out of the bag. BLM is a fascist organization funneling money. Yeah. And so that cat in the bag. And, she came yeah. out and said it. And I Soros money. And I would also be investigating the Proud Boys. Because they didn't start out there. that way. They didn't start yeah. out that way. They have oh, that's money. probably true. That's okay, probably let's, true. Let's bring you, it back. Money, you need money to exist. And, and so they've been infiltrated, definitely. Okay, so yeah. let's, bring it, let's bring it back. Um, Brian Parker, you, you come from North Carolina. North Carolina is only a, a breath away from South Carolina and Georgia and Florida. And listen, Tennessee's right there. 
when was the last time you heard about a lynching in a tree in the South? Uh, official lynching, probably early 80s. Early 80s. How did the community respond? Did the community? Uh, well, yeah. Well, you know, the community is always outraged and uh, responding. Problem is, is that you can't get mainstream folks to want to put their eyes on it unless it happens to one of them, you know, exactly. whether it was uh, drugs or opioids or anything like that. So, um, you know, even the whole thing now with um, black folks getting killed by police officers, I mean, that shit just didn't happen. But, you know, now that folks don't have nothing else better to do than, you know, well, not anything better to do, but now that you're having to be at home and be more, spend more time on social media, now there's this outrage like, oh my God, I can't believe you guys were telling the right. truth. Police are actually killing your black asses. Now, yeah, in this, nothing new to me. Go ahead. No, I just said nothing new to me. Okay, well, in this conversation, I'm actually hearing Samuel say, BLM, Black Lives Matter. Do we actually think that Black Lives Matter would be hanging other black people in trees? Is, is this what I'm hearing? No, 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 it's a deflection to say if Black Lives Matter, then why aren't they addressing this issue? Because this is Black Lives too. But Sam, so, you have to understand the group was initially set up in a response to police brutality against the African-American community. It'd be the same reason asking why PETA doesn't sit there and do uh, a war on drugs. PETA is set up to defend animals. Now, I'm not saying that they cannot address it, but you're trying to take what a group was constituted for and say, well, why don't they talk about this and why don't they talk about that? That's a good question, but it takes nothing away from the fact that they're talking about systematic racism. Okay, so I think that we can all agree that these issues should be front and center, and right now, they're not, which no, may be part of the reason why people are writing excuse me, why people are protesting as a whole. It may be part of the reason why some people are rioting. Now, I'd like to take it in a different direction. Nick Morganelli, the focus is on you right now. Uncle Ben's, Rice, South Carolina. Aunt Jemima, now mind you, in Massachusetts, we say aunt, not aunt, but the pancake mix is called Aunt Jemima. Um, Mrs. Butterworth's. They have all decided to change their branding because of the fact that they have um, realized that uh, their images are stereotypical and offensive to those of African descent. You have explained to me that you have taken the initiative to write to Aunt Jemima to tell them this is an institution. 120 years of branding. There is absolutely no reason to explain it. Please explain your 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 theory. Yeah, and it's it's actually 130 years that that face has been on that product, which is probably the longest running branding of any product ever in the United States, or, or I would get I would say maybe even in the world. Um, and it's a black woman. Why in the world, especially in this climate, would you want to remove? a black woman's face from a product. I, I just don't get it. It's political correctness to the extreme. One yes. second, Jeremy. Go ahead. Go ahead. But here's, here's what I, I asked my daughter. Okay, a white person. 
You can be white, Hispanic, Asian, black, any any shade of any no, color. No, you, no, you can't. Hold on, hold on, guys. No, hold on. No, you can't. Nick no, Morganelli, please can. continue. One so, second, everybody. One second, everybody. Tony the Tiger has no ethnicity, okay? But this this woman did, okay? And I asked my daughter, I said, what, what do you think of that? And this product, you know, the, the face being on there. She said, and this, I'm quoting her, okay? She, she sent this to me. She said, I thought she was a founder of the company or it was her recipe. I, well, personally, thought, I personally thought it was her recipe and that's why she was on there. When I that, see that a is. face used on a logo, I usually never associate it with anything other than a founder of that brand or someone who had influenced the success of that company. No that's a lack race, of knowledge of history, though. No matter that's the it, race, gender, can, can I finish my statement? Sure. Okay. So the original Aunt Jemima was a slave. Okay. It was Nancy Green. And, right. and in, in 1891, Nancy Green, at the age of 56 years old, was asked to be, or 1893, was asked to be the um, spokesperson for Aunt Jemima pancakes. She World went to Fair. the Chicago World's Fair. She got an award for the, making pancakes. She was... Uh, an exceptional personality. She was an, she exhibited uh, just joy and love for food and whatever it was. And if you look at the history of slavery, okay, um, there's the, the, let's look at the good part of it. Slavery is not good in itself, but let's look. Uh, at I'm sorry, I, I didn't understand. Well, you know, what? Let's look at the good part. Of it. <laughs> let's look at. I want to. I want to focus on something positive. I want to focus. Just let's hear me out. Hear me out. No, okay. don't even go there. And then, and then you can all have your turn. Um, One second, everyone. Go ahead, Nick. Okay. So, Something positive about enslavement. Okay. So look, so the, the Mammy image, that's what we're talking about as Aunt Jemima image, okay? Mammies took care of the home, okay? They were really good at it. They were hardworking. They were uh, loving to the children of, of the white person that, uh, they were, you know, working for, or not working for, but enslaved to, okay? They were, of course, they were abused. They were not paid. They were, all that stuff with slavery. But um, let's they, overlook that. They were, they were hardworking people, and they exemplified, um, really, the, they're, they're coming out of slavery and, and being redeemed from that and being free, this woman, if anyone is a role model, for someone who was under the under the um, you know the chains of slavery and that rose and and rose up out of that and became an American success story, not only uh, she was like Oprah, Oprah Winfrey of her time. She was entrepreneurial, strong, personable, hardworking. She was all those things. And I'm not saying that saying that slavery was good. I'm saying that slavery. Because she was enslaved, maybe helped to build her character, and she came out of that. It made her stronger. She was an incredible woman, and that's all I'm saying. Her face should stay on the product. Okay, now Nick, I'm gonna I'm gonna add in here. Great grandson is 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 up in arms, you know. Okay, I'm yeah, gonna add in yeah. here. So so Nick, I'm gonna add in for just a second. So in the history of the United States, the movie Gone with the Wind is known to perpetuate certain stereotypes. Mm -hmm. I believe the name of the actress is Hattie McDaniel, is the first actress to receive an Academy Award. And she wasn't even allowed to sit with them at the award ceremony because she was a black woman. 
I thank you. I thank you for that addendum, Cherokee Black. Um, so Hattie McDaniel portrayed what we would describe as yes, this. Yes, <laughs> okay. I'd also like to mention that um, another woman, her name is Dorothy Dandridge. She was biracial and uh, was recently played by another biracial uh, uh, actress today. Her name was Halle Berry. Dorothy Dandridge was uh, nominated for an Academy Award and I believe the year was 1955. She was the first black woman nominated for an Academy Award lead. And uh, she was uh, known to have an affair with the director of the film. Otto, Otto and she was denied, thank you, Otto Preminger, he was a notorious tyrant on set. Yes. Notorious she, tyrant. And she, like Lena Horne, refused to play mammy roles because they felt that they did not depict women of color in a positive light. Uh, at the time, they probably called those uh, colored women. Um, I don't know if they said Negro at that point. I believe it was colored at that time. It was I, they, okay, so if a person is denied work because they refuse to fit into a stereotype, um, and I'm going to move to present time here, many people have a problem with Tyler Perry playing the role of Medea. Uh, a sassy, surly, black woman auntie that's, you know, knocking people upside the head. Um, and uh, I never knew anybody like that. I, it, it's strictly comedy for me. I never knew black people to act like that. I was not raised by so those kinds I'm bring, of people. I'm bringing, I'm bringing this up. Mirka, I'd like to go to you as a woman of color who's not born in the United States, but your interpretation. Can you understand why someone might be offended by this interpretation of a, of a woman of African descent? I thought it was just comedy. I, I've only seen one movie um, of Amadeus. I thought it was just comedy, just like when, um, what's this other comedian? He's, he's also done those type of roles. Um, many comedians Martin, have. Martin Lawrence, um, Big Mama's House. Yes. Yeah. And, also, and also Eddie Murphy. So right. I just see it as comedy. Jamie okay. Fox, yes. So we 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 mentioned uh, Jamie Fox. We've mentioned uh, Eddie Murphy has done it. Martin Lawrence has done it, and many black actors have talked about the fact that if they refuse to dress in drag and play a woman's role, they become ostracized in Hollywood. This has been an ongoing discussion. But my question for you, That's Nerica, a society thing, yeah. Okay. My question for you, Nyerka, is do you find anything Come about again? it offensive? And you, you, my question for you is, did you find anything about it offensive? And apparently the response is no. So I'd like to take it into a different direction. No, I don't. Okay. Family Guy mm -hmm. is a comedy that is known. Um, it's by uh, Seth Darn. McFarland. McFarland. Thank you. Seth McFarland, who is from Rhode Island. He's from New England. New England is known for comedy. Family Guy is understood to insult everybody. Um, so as a Spanish speaking woman, Mirka, do you find Consuela on any level offensive? I do not have a television. I do not watch television. So I'm not familiar with Family Guy. Okay. Uh, so, okay. So I'm going to, I'm going to move to Brian Parker. Brian Parker, what's your interpretation of 
Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben's, Shanene, uh, who knows, Shaquita, Shaquisha, whoever, you know, where I'm going with all of this. What's your, what's your interpretation of this? You know, I think we have a problem sometimes identifying tradition um, from doing the right thing. If a lot of these companies, and you know, it's funny, when I grew up, I mean, my God, I've had pancakes more than anybody in the South. And, and I love Aunt Jemima's, I love the and, pancakes. And you know I what? And, 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 and we always had Aunt Jemima. Um, a lot of things are taught to you very, very young, and you don't really think about the background of it as you're eating it. To us, it was just pancakes here. More, please. You know, couldn't get enough of it. Um, and that's okay, but sometimes you have to then start to understand the history behind these things and be a little bit more informed and educated. Just putting your nose down in the sand and just saying it's simply just syrup. Yes, the contents in the bottle is syrup, but it's the packaging. We get used to a lot of the packaging um, because all we're worried about is what's inside. But, you know, you know, just because it's been around for 155 years doesn't mean that it should be around for another 155 years. Now, before so, you continue, Brian, um, I'm Brian, I'm going to cut you off for a second. So what's there, inside there, what's there, important? Okay, but there's a toothpaste called Darky Toothpaste. There is, I believe, baking soda called Old Sambo. Yeah. Uh, we we talked about comedy and um and and Kirk Adair, I may need your help here. Uh, the Little Rascals have a character called Alfalfa. Buckwheat. Oh uh, yeah, about uh, Buckwheat. Uh, Buckwheat. Buckwheat. You're right. And okay. his name, well, Alfalfa was the Caucasian character, but right. Buckwheat was no, he was known Buckwheat. to say Ote. 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 Not okay. So he was considered. Uh, he was being portrayed as an illiterate young man. And Ote, Ote Alfalfa. No, but his 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 stage name, okay, that he was used was he, he said Ote, okay. It was very stereotyped, but his name was Buckwheat. That was that was the that was the name uh, that was used. You had Stymie and Alfalfa and Buckwheat and, and so Buckwheat and yeah. Spanky. And Spanky. Now, spanking. Now let's be clear to everybody that uh, Bill Cosby has bought the rights to the Little Rascals because he believes that uh, that has portrayed the wrong expression for black people. And I know that when I mentioned Bill Cosby, that's going to open up another can of worms. Um, but but Kirk Adair, I'm going to let you continue on that because you're 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 an elder statesman, and um, you well, thank you. I'll get in, my crutch. You repeat that. I said, thank you, I'll get my crutch. <laughs> I'm sorry, but don't you become a little bit more sensitive at a certain point when you start to realize, having lived in the UK and hearing things that are said to Meghan Markle, who is sort of like almost a, like a, a pseudo first lady for the UK. And then you hear things in New York, uh, excuse me, in New York, in the United States, that are said about Michelle Obama. I know I'm a little bit all over the Michael place here, Obama. but there are often terms that, you know, Michelle Obama has a big butt. Um, that's cultural. That's cultural. 
Yeah, it's cultural. It's, fr it's from where she originated from. It's a part of her DNA. It's, okay, it's, but she, but you know, it was it was I mean, it's, it's it was said about her in the congressional. It was said about her in the congressional house. They Someone said worse described her. Also, like she was a. I can't hear you, Cherokee. I said they've said worse things about her. It's racist. Yeah. It's racist. Just like Aunt Jemima on the box. Aunt Jemima is a stereotype of mammy. Yes, master, suckling white babies on her titties. She's I obese. did not say, I, you know oh, what, I never took the number I that. I took the number One second, please. About, Cherokee, please I'm continue. I'm talking about Aunt Jemima. I didn't mention you, to right. be clear. I said it's a stereotype of an obese, dark-skinned woman with a head rag on that suckles black children and kisses master's ass. That's what she is. It's a stereotype. Today, there are stereotypes. I can't get commercials because I don't have Negroid features. It's a stereotype. The stereotypes right. have to go. We are all built the same, blood and guts. All this race shit has to go. That image has to go. It's a negative image. And now, one second. The image has to go as well, which is in the cartoons, and it's also in front of the White House. If well, you what, look at what, cartoons going back to the 1920s and 30s, originally Betty Boop was a black woman. They made her white. That's number one. Number two, a lot of the cartoons, Heckle and Jekyll, certain cartoon characters were stereotypical black characters when you listen to them speak. Like Amos, they sounded like Amos and fucking Andy. Excuse Ooh, me, I don't look the curse. That's okay. That's okay. But so I'm going I'm 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 to do a little ditty here, and then I'm going to jump over to Rob, Rob Arnold. <laughs> this little it's ditty offensive. comes from a cartoon. Uh, this little ask her. Okay, one second. This little ditty comes from a cartoon. Uh, is you is or is you ain't my baby? Has you really found somebody new? Now, Rob Arnold, can you? You that's said you grew good. up. You you grew up with black people. Would you ever <laughs> sing that song to anyone you know? Oh, and Sandy Vision, why not? I I like the song. He just did a great rendition of it. Uh, here's here's my little ditty. Uh, it goes like this. It's a rap. Dr. Martin Luther King spinning in his grave to see how these rap stars act and behave. Mm, ah, Malcolm X shot to death. Saw Louis Farrakhan with his dying breath. Ooh, ah. Look, I, I think if, if people are going to say that if you say one negative thing about one black person somewhere, it's a personal affront to all black people everywhere. First off, that's retarded. Second, if it's going to be that way, well, then if any black person says anything negative about any white person, then they're the racist. So all these people that were saying you're a racist if you say anything negative about this terrorist uh, from Chicago, Barack Obama. Oh, you're a racist. Okay, so now if you're going to speak negatively about Donald Trump in all the ways that you did, then any black person speaking out against Donald Trump is a racist. We um, need different imaging. We need new images. This is not, it's not the same. It's in your mind it's not the same. Hey, Marcus. Two sides okay, of the same. The, okay, Nick, you want to add something right quick? I, I think people yeah, are no, over, no, overly just okay, it's one a second, hyper, Brian, hyper one second, Brian. political correctness mm -hmm. nonsensical thing. It's just okay, nonsensical. Brian, Brian let me shift over to Nick right Political correctness wrong. That's Rob. I'm just finishing what I'm saying if I could. You think maybe I can finish what I was saying? It's political correctness run amok and okay. with a nice solid sprinkling of anarchy. Point taken. Nick Morganelli, you wanted to add. 
Yeah, no, just about the logo because the the Aunt Jemima logo started out with the mammy look with the with the kerchief. Yeah, and the they added curl earrings. That make a difference. Cherokee, hold on, hold on. But it it did change over the years. They got away from that. If you look at the logo now, it's this smiling uh, woman on there. Pretty, pretty and, girl. And the spokesperson changed over the years as well. So the the branding, Aunt Jemima branding has you know, continued, but the face that's on there, it's still a black woman's face, but it has changed over the years. And I, I think they have gotten away from the original mammy look, you know, so it, it has changed. And, and it's, okay. I, I don't see anything. No, next it. Like no, 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 no. I don't see it. I don't see it. One second, Rob, I'd like Cherokee to go ahead. Go ahead, Cherokee. Go ahead, Cherokee. We didn't hear you. I just wanted to say that growing up, I've heard white children say to black children, ain't your mammy on the on the pancake box and things like that. It's a, it's a stereotypical image that even children are aware of. Not your children, maybe, but black children are aware of the stereotypical image. Okay. I'm going to get personal here for a second. Um, Mirka, I noticed that you were wearing your Afro today. You and I used to work together. Have you ever worn an Afro on the job? Um, you didn't answer? On um, um, my, fa um, my fashion design job, yes. At catering, I never had to do it because my hair was short. Okay. Or oh, when it was long, I used to pull it back. So it's just an image. But at my, at my fashion design job, yes, I, blow, I, I, I wear my hair out. Okay. Are you still employed there? Employed where? I'm a freelancer. Okay. Do you are you, have when have you been hired recently? Uh, we're on a lockdown. I'm actually receiving receiving emails to apply for these jobs that are coming up. So the question is, before the lockdown, as a woman with her hair out. Um, and I'm asking that question because it leads into the next question. Do, were you still being um, hired as frequently? Would I be in, still be hiring where? As frequently with an Afro as opposed to pulling your hair back? Actually, when I go into my jobs with an Afro, I always get a lot of compliments. Okay, good. Now, I'd like to bring something up about, uh, about the Mammy image. Uh, one of the reasons that they're wearing a do-rag on the head or a wrap is because uh, at, at that point in time in history, their hair was considered offensive and unmanageable, and they were wearing scarves in, in order not to threaten those in the household. Um, they they actually wore those in the Could field. Please put well. that down. Thank you. Could I put what Man, down? It's not. No, I was asking that. Just holding up the Aunt Jemima bottle. It was starting to get on my nerves. It's okay. not that image anymore. It, it, it is. It, it is a different image, but 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 I'd like to I'd like to I'd like to kind of meander into Colin Kaepernick. Um, Colin Kaepernick has worn cornrows. Colin Kaepernick has worn an afro. Um, he has been the butt of many right-leaning jokes, and he's now back training at the NFL because the NFL has issued an apology and has said. We didn't realize, but the NFL has also been under a great deal of pressure by their players to respond. To get Roger Goodell to respond, I say, is, is, is quite a feat. So, um, you know, the question is, is it timely or is it convenient? Uh, Kirk Adair, would you like to take this one? Is what timely and convenient? 
I they figured you might say that. Well, That's okay. Let me redirect yeah, to Brian. Sued. That's why they're doing. They were sued. They wouldn't have done a damn thing unless they were sued. It's right. Uh, uh, in and and heavily sued, and that the media picked it up. Otherwise, they could care less. You're talking about the one percent of the one percent that own the teams. I mean, there there are people who talk about the teams being modern slavery at this point. Um, stop. Yeah, millions and millions of dollars paid. Yeah, they're slaves, all right. Okay, well, so it's strictly financial. Too damn stupid for work. Look, um, it, it, it's it, it, none of this has anything to do with uh, when it comes to Kaepernick. It really doesn't have to do with police brutality. If he were sincere with his celebrity, he could have gone and had town hall meetings. You'd have lines miles long to hear him talk about police brutality or police yes. misconduct. Um, but Rob Smith, he's spoken about this and, for over two years. Yeah, it's really about hatred of America is what it is. It's because of the flag. You, you, you're still tying oh, yeah, the flag. That flag means all hell of a lot, except to uh, traitors. It is not even more. It's, it's no more. So does so the Confederate bad. flag, Rob. Not, yeah, the Confederate flag is an enemy flag of all glory. I think the Confederate flag belongs strictly in museums. Rob, Rob Smith? Rob Smith, I'm Native American. I'm Rob African American, and I'm Caucasian. I'm of Irish descent, as you are. Um, I don't salute the flag because of religious reasons. Am I unpatriotic? No, there are aberrations to everything, but right now it's not as much about Democrats and Republicans, right. patriots and traitors. Uh, these people in the streets with their rioting and their looting, this has nothing to do with George we're, Floyd. We're moving the conversation away from Colin Kaepernick. So well, I start he's with... Part of the equation. It, the kingpin is George Soros. Um, the, uh, hold on, hold on. The, the right you guys, guys have a habit of Kaepernick. doing this. I want you to stay on subject here. Stay on subject. Kaepernick. Well, it's I say... We're discussing Colin Kaepernick, who, a man who's worn an Afro, he's biracial, he's black and um, Italian-American, um, and he has also worn cornrows. We have had, in the history of the United States, people that have worn Afros and worn cornrows, and they've been told that their hairstyles are not acceptable. Okay, mm -hmm. so this is an issue that we're focused on here. I don't want you to talk about George. George Soros doesn't have cornrows, and he doesn't have an Afro, so I want to be yeah, very clear. Yeah. It's not. I asked. Okay. I'm sorry. It, it, it ties. It all ties in. Actually, uh, first off, let's be clear here. If anybody says to anybody that you can't wear your hair like that for any reason at all, um, that's a despicable thing to do. People should be able to wear their hair however the hell they want to wear their hair. That's well, like, that's well, like the referee made a boycut his yeah, hair so he could wrestle. What do you do with it? How about that? I'm sorry. Kirk is Kirk is adding, and then Brian added. Kirk, you wanted to say what? Yes. I mean, there was a there was a, a kid who was wrestling in New, in New Jersey and he was forced forced to cut his hair because he had threads. Okay. It's it's they cut his threads. Let me finish and then you can guess away. They the way that Colin Kaepernick wears his hair has absolutely nothing whatever to do with his ability to play on a team. There are plenty of uh, players in the NFL and the football teams that wear cornrows, that wear dreads, that wear uh, uh, afros. It's, mm -hmm. it's not a problem. That is, if you're listening to that, then it's some owner who's playing into a stereotype, okay, which has to be, as, as uh, Cherokee said, we need new images. The old image is out. The, the new image should be in. And the new image should focus on positivity, whatever you want. In, in answer to what Nick was saying, uh, and only 
you know, in a positive thing, possibly I, if the woman's, the woman who was on Antimima, if her real name was Nancy Green, then if the product, if frankly, in my opinion, if one, they wanted to do something positive, they would say Nancy Green, and they would come out with a historic they would come out with a historic announcement and say, "This is who it was. We have prior to this, we have done this, and this is what we're changing our image to because we feel that it's a positive image for everyone to associate with." And I think that would solve the situation in a positive way. That's my opinion. How about that? That sounds pretty good, Marquis. I'm sorry, Brian, you wanted to add right quick. And, and Samuel, I apologize because I didn't give you a chance to ask any questions or comment in regards to what Brian, um, Brian, go ahead quickly, please. And I, and like I see we only, got five, we only got five minutes left. But the, the main thing with Colin Kaepernick is this marquee. Colin Kaepernick, the first time he sat there and put his knee down, he made it perfectly clear why he was doing it. There are plenty of people that chose to tie the flag to it, including NFL owners but they see how tides are changing and more people are understanding about his plight about systematic racism. And the owners are moving because the waves are moving. They're just being opportunistic. Roger Goodell is being opportunistic. So many of their fans think like Rob Arnold, so that's why they were placating to them. Now that a lot of those same people- now they were doing the right thing. Now stop cutting me off. Now that they're moving over to that, they're moving with them. That's okay. the only reason that is changing, and Colin is being given the possible chance to go back to the league. Samuel Kachera, um, give give us a, give us a two minute synopsis on what you think all of this means. Well, I think with um, with Colin Kaepernick, I think it, as Brian was talking about, it wasn't about the flag. It wasn't about the flag but it was done at the wrong time. It was done at the time where the flag is meant to be important and stand alone, representing patriotism among the sports fans. Yeah. Um, Marquis, you mentioned that uh, you asked the question if you were racist or not racist. You, were, uh, unpa- you asked if you were unpatriotic because of your religious belief. Yes. I would say, yeah, I would say, yeah, you are unpatriotic because... Ah. Your religious beliefs have nothing to do with the flag. You're in an American country, and whatever country you're in, you should you should want to be patriotic to that country. Sir, you don't know what religion, religion I am, though. What religion? You said it's not part of your religion. That's why you're not going to um, salute the flag, right? I, so, let me clarify. My religion forbids me from giving uh, idolatry to yeah. to to objects. It forbids right, me. It strictly forbids me. But what Statues, about but what about rosary beads? All right. So, what about patriotism? Well, you know, to be quite frank with you, I give honor to God before I give honor to the United States because not a problem. Not a problem. Hey, listen, so about, I, 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 I serve my Creator first. What you're you saying know, is a problem. If God is first, God should be first. Great. Okay. But what about your patriotism? Why don't you answer okay. that question? Well, well, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to answer that question. Guys, stop. Everybody, stop, please. I'm going to answer that question in a closing synopsis. Samuel Kachera, my co-host, asked me, "What about patriotism?" So I'm going to ask, what about patriotism as well? Patriotism should not mean that we're not concerned about the health of others. Patriotism should not mean that we're allowed to see people hanging in trees or we're putting fences at our border in the name of protecting. Patriotism 
means that we live in one country and we are one as a whole, but it should also mean that we're all equal. With men hanging in trees and images of some being uh, disparaging and not, not quite equal yet, but we're trying to get there. As a country, we are trying to get there. I want to thank you all for tuning in to Verbal Assault live stream. This is... Uh, this, this particular show could have went on for another hour, and I apologize that I need to cut it short, and I know that some of you wanted to add more to this conversation. Uh, tomorrow's show is going to be about John Bolton and the book release. Uh, the question is, with the new book release, um, why is the White House up in arms? I look forward to having you on Wednesday's program. Wednesdays tend to be one of our stronger shows. Um, I want to thank my co-host Samuel Kachera and my other panelists that are joining me today. Uh, Nick Morganelli, I understand you won't be joining us tomorrow, <laughs> but I'm sure if you were, you'd have plenty to say about that book. I, I want to thank you all for tuning in and we look forward to having you on the podcast. Bye-bye. Um,